Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. Well, I believe this Word is for us in this house, even as we've come you know, through the last couple of Sundays, I really believe God has laid this word upon my heart to, to really bring us to a certain place of understanding kingdom dynamics when it comes to saying, Lord, what is there more for me that you have? You know, a lot of times is that we can, we can get to a place where we sit, where we are satisfied, where we're complacent. And God does not want us to be in that place. Who will agree with me this morning? Do you believe that God has more for you? Do you go sometimes during the day at work or sometimes when you get home to say, there must be more. There must be more to this life. Do you sometimes say that? And I'm here to share some good news today that there is more for you in Jesus. There is more for every single person in this house. I'm going to speak about the hunger for God, the power of hunger for God. My first thing I'm going to really talk about is what is hunger? When we look at hunger, we all know what hunger is. From a little child, we knew what hunger was. When we brought a baby back from hospital, the very first cry or some of the very first cries were related to hunger. We needed to bring back the manual from hospital to learn what the different kind of cries were for. Because us as parents, sometimes the baby would cry and then we did not have a clue uh, what was the baby crying for. And uh, we had to kind of interpret that this cry is hunger. This cry is maybe an ear infection. This cry is an irritation or whatever it is. But we soon discovered that there was a certain cry related to hunger. We learned it very on in our lives. What is hunger? That gnawing ache on the inside of you. That sense of need that is not contented until it is filled. Hunger is an active state. For it results in you seeking out the object of your desire that will satisfy your need. And when we are hungry, it affects our emotions. I had first taste of this when I first met my wife. And uh, I realized that when she is hungry, it means she is hungry now. It's not I'm hungry just now. It means I'm hungry right now. So if you do not get food to me in the next five minutes, you're going to see my irritation. It will manifest itself upon you. Praise God, she's got better now. She's got saved. <laughs> but I realized that her hunger affected her emotions. It affected her attitude. It affected her priorities. Can we go and do shopping? No, my priorities are that I have to eat. Now I need to get food now. It affects our behavior. It affects our posture. You see, when I'm truly hungry for God, you will find me. Or I will find myself to say, Lord, I'm crying out to you because, Lord, I'm coming from a place. Lord, I'm hungry for you. I'm hungry for an encounter. I'm hungry for a touch. And sometimes that will mean that I will go lie on my face, prostrate before God in his presence to say, Lord, I'm crying out for you. Sometimes it will mean me going on my knees and you go on your knees as well. Even in services like this, even on services on Sunday, you see people crying out. Why? Because they're hungry for God. Can you say that now this morning? Right there where you're sitting to say, Lord, I'm hungry for you. Say it with your whole heart to say, Lord, I'm hungry for you. Mm. Hunger for God is the longing to encounter Him. 
It's the longing to be with Him in intimacy. It's the longing to be filled and refilled with His Spirit. Spiritual hunger is key to an active prayer life. Spiritual hunger will cause you to have an active prayer life. Spiritually hungry people become a praying people. Their hunger demands a response of prayer. When I am hungry, I will have a hunger for the Word of God. That I will not be able to get by in a day without reading the Word of God. I will not be able to get by without spending time with the Holy Spirit in my quiet time. Why? Because I have a hunger for His presence. As children of God, as sons and daughters, we need to hunger and thirst after God. When we are hungry for God and His presence, we will do whatever it takes to get close to Him. Some of you are saying, I came to the house of God because I want to have an encounter with God. Some of you were at the movement of the supernatural on Wednesday. Why? Because you said, I need to be close with God. Smith Wigglesworth said the following as a quote, The secret of spiritual success is a hunger that persists. It's a hunger that persists. It's a continual hunger for the presence of God. And that's my prayer today in this house, is that we will have a continual hunger for the presence of God. Can you say amen? In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That is a promise from the Lord to you. When you seek the Lord with all your heart, the Lord says, you will find me. The Lord's not going to play an impossible hide and seek. That when you seek Him and say, sorry, you did not find me. But when you seek Him, when you worship Him in spirit and truth, the Lord says, you will find me. And I believe that's a place of intimacy with God. That you can say, Lord, I'm coming to your presence. Why? Because I want to have intimacy with you. You see, we come into a corporate setting here today. We come into the presence of God. Even in this place, you can have an intimate time with God. But what stops you from having an intimate time with God? Right there in your home. Right there in your living room. Right there in your kitchen. Right there wherever you are at home to say, Lord, I've come to have an intimate time with you. Amen. If you want to provoke the presence of God, it comes through hunger. Revival starts in the hearts of hungry people. That is why Apostle Nikki has been talking about the healing of the heart. If we're going to see revival, if you're going to see that, it's going to start with a hungry people. It's going to start with a hungry heart. Every great move of God throughout history, you know what was the catalyst? You know what was the ingredient for that? Every Welsh revival, every Azusa Street revival, every a revival that took place in London over the time, in Britain, you need to understand what was happening there. There was a hunger in the hearts of God's people. And I believe that the hunger is going to grow stronger and stronger. If you think that you are hungry for God now, just wait. Because I believe there's a hunger that will get stronger and stronger and more intense, and more powerful that you've never seen before. And you can understand now why, is, why is there's so much power in hungering after God. One of the most challenging parts of the Christian life is to be full of the Holy Spirit, to be full and hungry at the same time. You see, in the natural, it doesn't make sense. Once I've eaten, I am full. 
But the greatest challenge that you're going to have is to say, Lord, I'm full, but Lord, I'm still hungry. <laughs> I'm still hungry for more. I'm full of your presence. I've been filled, even as you've given out at Moss, even as every volunteer has given out at Moss to say, Lord, I gave out, but Lord, I'm filled up again with your presence, but Lord, I'm hungry. Is there any hungry people in this place today? Hunger is a sign of spiritual health, like it is a sign in your natural body. In the spirits, it's the same. Hunger is actually a sign of spiritual health. You will know that if you've had children and they stop eating, it's a reason for concern. Why? Because their hunger is gone. Something is not right in their body. And you go to the doctor to say, my son, my daughter is not eating. There's something wrong. Normally they will eat. Normally they will have the bottle. Normally they will have their purity. But now they're spitting it out. There's something wrong. You see, we know there's issues in a person's life when there's no more hunger. You see, you can come into a setting like this today. You can come tonight and the Word of God is available to fill you up. The Holy Spirit is in this place. But the food will be presented. But sometimes people will come in and say, not for me today. I'm not hungry. And the food will go past. I think it's the greatest insult for us or for me as a family or for me as a person to go into somebody's home, be invited as a guest and have a lovely meal that's been prepared for many hours. And while we're sitting down, as they pass the lamb curry around with roti, I will say, sorry, I'm not hungry. I wonder what the guests of the house will think if, I've, if he's prepared so much and he says, sorry, I'm not hungry. I'm going to pass it by. May we never come to the house of God to say there's food available in the house, but yet I'm not hungry. May we be hungry for the presence of God. May we be hungry for the Word of God in His house. Amen. I remember, remember a funny story. We were invited to some friends. Praise God they were friends. And... Uh, we were going to sleep over because it was far out of the city. We were going to sleep over at their house. And we were going to get there about 8 o'clock in the evening. And I said to my wife, I'm not sure if they've actually prepared dinner for us, but we mustn't just assume that. So I said, let's just have something to eat before we get there so that our stomachs are at least lined. And then if we go into the evening, we don't have to worry about food. So anyway, we went to KFC, we ordered and we ate well, we ate sufficiently. And when we got there, we realized that they had prepared a three-course meal for us with every meat that you can think of, steak, pup, everything that was there. And I looked at my wife with a worry, with a concern to say, I do not have any space. I'm not hungry. And I remember the master of the house saying, come on, Andrew, you're a big man. You can eat that steak. I said, I'm just enjoying it. But I was taking small bites. I was finding little spaces. You know what I'm saying? Little spaces in the side. You know, wherever I can squeeze in that steak. You see, sometimes even in the house of God is that we can come and I can serve this morning. You can serve this morning. But let us never get to the place where we lose the ability to hunger after God. Even in my capacity of serving, yet I remain hungry for God. Today I'm hungry for Him, even more than ever. I'm hungry for Him. When you live in an environment of blessing, one of the things that is required to remain in a place of hunger is the following. It requires humility. Say humility. humility. 
Hunger is evidence of humility. Hunger says I am in need. Hunger says that I am in a place of total dependency upon God. You see, in the natural, you get hungry by not eating. Probably I'm going to have some lunch after this. Why? Because I have not eaten this morning. So by the fact of not eating this morning, by the time I get to lunchtime, I'm going to be hungry. In the natural, you get hungry by not eating. In the kingdom of God, you get hungry by eating. (laughs) You get hungry by eating. When you eat, you get more hungry. And my goal this morning through this word is to make you hungry. You see, sometimes in our lives, even with physical hunger, it is possible to have cravings for both healthy and unhealthy foods in the same day. This morning, I could have had oats. You could have had oats, which is a healthy breakfast to eat. But by the time you're getting to lunch, you've found an alternative source of food, which may be Nando's or it may be KFC. Whatever form of food that you choose, in our same way, in our spiritual life, sometimes we have a healthy component to our spiritual life in terms of our diet, but sometimes we have an unhealthy component. We're filling ourselves up, as it were, in a spiritual sense with junk food. Why? Sometimes we feel content only to realize that it does not satisfy because it's temporal. That thing is saying, Lord, this did not fill, this did not satisfy because it was never made to satisfy. Only the things of God were made to satisfy your soul, were made to satisfy your spirit. Amen. Are you with me this morning? You see, people can be full of their own righteousness. They can be puffed up because of their own works. Lord, look what I have done. They can be craving for the recognition of man. There can be carnal pleasures in their life. And they start to fill themselves up with these things as part of their diets. In Isaiah chapter 29 verse 8, it says that hunger causes people to dream. Hunger actually releases dreams in your life. People who do not have a passion, who have lost the desire for life, who have lost the desire for expansion, for growth, for progression, for advancement, for building their business, for strengthening their marriage. People who have lost these kinds of dreams is simply because they have lost hunger. To say, Lord, I'm finding myself in a place where some of these things are true. All you have to go back is to the roots. To say, Lord, where have I lost my hunger? And today you're in the right place because your hunger is going to be there once again for those things in your life. The Lord has made you to be hungry. I also want to say this morning, even as you write this down, the richness in who God made you to be is found in your hunger. You discover things in your life, about your life, because of hunger. To say, Lord, what is that next thing? What is that next season? What is that next move? It comes through hungering after God. I believe there's certain things that is, that is hidden for us to discover. They're not hidden from us. They're hidden for us to discover them. As we seek the Lord in spirit and in truth, what will happen? We're going to come across things that the Lord says, this is what I've reserved for you for such a time as this, that you should walk in that. Now is the timing for that to happen in your life. My question is to you is, how much is too much? How much is too much? My answer to that is, it's whatever amount puts you in a place 
where you no longer trust or where you no longer have a dependency upon God. That amount is too much. We are no longer trusting God. We are no longer have a dependency upon God. I've stepped into a zone, into an area where that area is too much. When we look at King David, what happened with him? He, he was the richest guy at that time. But one of the prayers he prayed in Psalms 40 verse 17 and also Psalms 109 verse 22, he says it twice. God, I am poor and I am needy. Yeah, you see one of the richest men alive. Yet saying, God, I'm poor and I'm needy. Why did he say that? Because he was in a place of hunger for God. He did not deny the goodness of God. He relied on the goodness of God. He did not deny the goodness of God. He relied on the goodness of God. We need to rely. We need to stay in a dependency for God. Regardless of how much we have, we need to re remain in a place of absolute dependency upon God and what He has done for us. Amen. We come into a place of dreaming in our lives. There might be dreams that are dead in your life. I believe as you hunger for God, you're going to see dreams manifest once again like you've never seen before in Jesus' name. In Psalms 107, verse 36 and verse 35 to 36, it says that he turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. And verse 36 is so powerful. It says, there he makes the hungry dwell that they may establish a city for a dwelling place. The Lord has reserved a special place for the hungry, a special privilege for the hungry. You know what that is? Establishing a city. I believe that there's the remnant of God in this house today. Where's the remnant? Can I hear a remnant shout in this place? There's a remnant that says, God, save my city. We need you to come and save our city. Lord, we're so grateful for every person that is saved in this house. Every person that is saved when we go out. But I believe the Lord is bringing us to a place where He's not just going to save individuals, but He's going to save systems and structures in a city. The Lord is going to come and with His divine order and He's going to come upon business. He's going to come upon relationships. He's going to come upon our educational system. He's going to come upon government. Let the kingdom of God come. Let His rulership come. Let His dominion come upon the earth in Jesus' name. I wanted these people here today to say, Lord, I'm hungry for that. You've given me the responsibility of establishing a city. On the count of three, I want you to shout your city. Whether it be Boxburg, Alberton, Johannesburg, on the count of three, shout your city. One, two, three. Let's try it again. One, two, three. Come on. You've been given the responsibility of establishing that city that you've shouted out. He entrusts the destiny and strength of cities to the hungry because the hungry are going to define the DNA. They're going to define the characteristic. They're going to define the nature. They're going to define the foundational values of the city. God has given us the responsibility in His Word. No longer will we be subjugated, but we will subjugate the enemy in our city. We take him back. Every place that the, the tread of our foot shall tread, the Lord has given to us. Every place that you place your foot, you need to know that the Lord has given it to you. It is dominion. It is authority. It is ownership. I'm speaking ownership upon you now in the name of Jesus. You know, some of us, 
even when I say this, I'm saying, do you see a townhouse in your mind? Do you see a, see a two-bedroom or three-bedroom townhouse that the Lord is prepared to open up for you supernaturally? Can we take it a, bit, a, a step further to say, Lord, that's just for my dwelling place. But Lord, what are you going to do supernaturally in my life? What happens if the Lord blessed you with a whole complex of townhouses? But the pastor, that's big. That is big. What happens if the Lord said, I'm giving you a supernatural opening, even in a building assignment, that you will build complexes, that you will build malls. Sure, pastor, now you're talking big. Why? Because we serve a supernatural God. He is supernatural. Whether you're still looking at it in natural today, there's coming a conversion. There's coming a saving upon us in our, in our mental capacity to say, Lord, let me think how you think in this situation. I want to close with this. If I don't maintain hunger, then I will live off the interest of yesterday's investment. If I don't maintain hunger in my life, then I will live off the interest of yesterday's investment. God has reserved transforming influence to the hungry. God is looking to release favor and influence to the hungry because their voice will impact cities. From the revivals that took place in the years gone past, even upon Britain, one of the books said this, that the people were so hungry that their hunger pulled on heaven until that environment became this environment. Until the environment of God, the environment of heaven became the environment right here where I am. And I wonder if us this morning, if we in this place to say, Lord, I'm willing to pull on heaven. That even Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father to say, I can feel a pull from heaven to earth this morning. I can feel the people pulling. I can feel the people drawing. There's a hunger at New Beginnings Christian Family Church today. Hungry people pull on a greater reality and it changes the environment they live in. Maybe you need to pull on the environment of heaven over your home today. You know that when you leave church today and you get home, your husband may not serve God. Your wife may not serve God. Your children may not serve God. But we're pulling the environment of heaven on earth today. That they will have too an encounter. That that fighting, that that bickering, that, that, that abuse at home will stop in Jesus' name. We purposefully and intentionally pull the environment of heaven to earth today. We pull it. I want you to do it today in Jesus' name. We're going to make an action of faith to say, Lord, I'm pulling the environment of heaven. I'm pulling on heaven today. I believe God is releasing a gift. The gift today is a gift of hunger. It's a gift of grace to remain hungry. Even a place, even in a place of saying, Lord, I'm blessed. Lord, I have all sufficiency, but yet, Lord, I'm still hungry. And I believe that this hunger that you're going to experience today is needed, is essential for your next season that God has prepared for you. There's a season that God has prepared for you. But you will only enter in when you are hungry. I want some hungry people to stand this morning in this place. I want the band to stand ready.
is a song that we all know. The song is Hallelujah. In Exodus chapter 15 verse 2, Moses sang a song to the Lord. He said this, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise Him. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. Hallelujah means the following. Praise Yah. Praise Yahweh. Praise God. He makes it so easy for us to connect, for us to come in, for us to plug into His presence today. You might be coming even as, we, as I read this verse. You might have come into this place and say, Lord, I need strength. I need strength in my life. Won't you sing this song to say, Lord, I'm singing this song in faith because I need your strength in my life. Some of you this morning are going to sing from a place of strength to say, Lord, thank you for everything that you've done. But Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm desperate for an encounter with you. If that is you, I want you to lift up holy hand to him. Lift up holy hand and let's sing hallelujah. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.